I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, there's some major Biden document drama as a special counsel has now been appointed to probe Biden and his classified documents. They found more of them. Yeah, not in secure locations. The president going off script this morning when he tried to tell the world that, well, the documents were secure. They were in my garage. And since my Corvette that I love is in that garage, they had to have been safe in that garage. Are classified documents supposed to be in anyone's garage? No. But this is how the president tried to explain it away. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But I, I, I love that. I'm going to get to speak on all of this, God willing, soon. You're speaking about it right now. How are you acting like you're not able to talk about it right now? Now, let me also be clear that he was making these comments before a special counsel had been appointed, before the special, you know, the special counsel was announced. So the idea that he's trying to say, well, I can't say anything since there is a special counsel, Robert Hur, that's been named to lead the probe into the classified documents I've had for years that apparently have been moved from multiple locations for years and there's these top secret documents that are in his garage right i mean this is totally insane and he's like well i i want to speak on this soon well right now you could speak on it because when you're making these comments the special counsel her had not been appointed by your attorney general keep listening i said earlier this week people and by the way my corvette's in a locked garage Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, I, I mean, it's amazing. It's like he doesn't understand the gravity of the situation here. And he's like, well, it's in the garage. It's, it's locked with my Corvette. I promise, by the way, that was not on the teleprompter and that was not on the note cards. I'm sure his staff and the PR department wanted to, and the communications department, all immediately just wanted to resign. When that was said, because it is, in fact, that stupid. It is, in fact, that ridiculous. You have a special counsel that's been appointed. You have a special counsel that's appointed it with the Marlago rate. And now this is coming back to haunt in a major way. The president of the United States of America, 
when Garland, by the way, made his announcement, all right, he looked like it was in a hostage video. But the president says, well, everything's really fine because my, 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 you know, my car, my Corvette is secure. No, it's not. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. Do you? If you did, they wouldn't be in your garage. In an unsecured location. Now, let's also talk about how long he's had these documents. He has had these documents for an incredibly long time. Okay. He has had these documents in his garage. We don't even know for how long or how many years. What we do know that in during the time in which he had these documents, there is one important thing, one important factor that you do need to understand. He did not have Secret Service protection for many of the years, meaning that his home was not a secure location. And that means his his garage, sure as hell, wasn't a secure location. Vice presidents, just so you understand, do not, okay, I want to say this again, do do not get Secret Service protection. That was part of the reason why it was shady as hell. When his son's gun went missing and the Secret Service showed up while he did not have a Secret Service detail to try to get the documents so they could make the gun sale disappear. And that gun shop owner in Delaware would not turn over those documents to the Secret Service men that came in that, again, at that time were not assigned to him because he was a private citizen at that point. Now, this is obviously significant. The DOJ also is now confirming a third document uh, that they uh, a set of documents that they have also found. This is, again, another example of the problems that we have right now with this administration. They have classified documents apparently all over the place. Now, there are there's even a Twitter uh, video that was put out by the president of the United States of America. It was, there's been a lot of talk about my vetting process lately. Here's a look inside. And what is it? It's him talking in his Corvette. What's behind him that you can see in the garage? A bunch of documents in boxes. I think it's pretty clear to say they, those documents, if those were in fact the documents, were not, okay, were not in a secure location. There's something else you need to know. Vice President of the United States of America, that's when he had these documents, and how long he has had them since his vice presidency, they are not allowed to declassify documents. The president can do that. That was part of the argument that Donald Trump was making when it came to the issue of Mar-a-Lago and the documents that were found there. But the vice president does not have any power to do what we were just describing. The vice president doesn't have the ability to declassify these documents. Now, the White House says, well, look, you guys need to calm down. And the reason why you need to calm down is because we've been transparent. Even on the new batch of classified documents in Biden's garage, we told you, again, we have been transparent. So we're somehow different. Now, the media is also coming to the defense of Joe Biden. The view, and you know how stupid the people on The View are. 
They actually said this about the difference between Joe Biden's documents in his garage next to his Corvette. There's differences in what happened. Yes, but you know, it's not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. You know, we know that. So it's not that big a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's probably what's going we give him the benefit of the doubt because we know that Joe Biden is not a liar and a thief. So we give him the benefit of the doubt. So in other words, you're allowed to break the law if those in the media believe that you're a good person and therefore you're allowed to break the law. That's what was just said here. All right, real quick, let me pause and tell you about our incredible friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They want to make it easy for you to try switching to Patriot Mobile from whatever service you have right now. You can give them 60 days to show you why I use Patriot Mobile and why you should make the switch. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you get your third month free. Plus, you get free activation. Now, they offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks, and they use the same exact cell towers of all of the three other major carriers. You're going to get the same coverage you have right now. You get the same great service. You get to keep your same cell phone number if you want to. You can even usually use the same phone you have in your hand right now. Now, why do you want to switch? When you do, they actually stand up for First and Second Amendment rights, and they give a portion of your bill every month back to conservative Christian causes that we all believe in. So if you're ready to support a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and our freedoms, just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. Or you can call them, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that actually does. Make the switch today. Get a free month of service plus free activation PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Joe Biden also, let's go back to 2018 when he was not in office. He was asked a question about documents. Listen to this. Look, here's my understanding, and I don't know. I don't have access to classified information anymore. I don't get briefed every morning by the agency. I don't have access to classified information information anymore well that was a lie that was in 2018 apparently you had it all over the place you had it in your garage right you had it somewhere else you had it in your office hell we hell you didn't even know where all your classified information was but when you said you don't have access to classified documents anymore that wasn't true now what were in these documents what are these documents what we know is that these documents they've known about for a long time and they dealt with Ukraine. They dealt with Iran and they may have dealt with China. White House press secretary refusing to comment on why the White House waited for two months to inform the public of these classified documents. You want to know why they waited? Because they didn't want this to affect the midterm elections because they desperately need Democrats to keep control of the Senate and they didn't want to lose control of the House. They hid this from you on purpose. This was under review. Uh, This is under review by the Department of Justice. I'm not going to go beyond what the president shared yesterday. I'm not going to go beyond uh, what my colleagues at the White House Council shared with all of you as well. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this. Now that there's a special prosecutor, I'm really not going to talk about this. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox News's Peter Ducey pressed the White House press secretary after the special counsel had been appointed about what now the, some of the media are referring to. It's a great name. Garage Gate. And this was the question he asked. Uh, thank you, Corrine. Another one on Garage Gate. <laughs> what is the White House trying to hide? Nothing. Someone gave the president a statement to read on Tuesday that was incomplete at best, misleading at worst. Who? So I have read out the president's statement. I read it out yesterday and what he said. He said that he he respects or he takes classified information and documents very seriously. That's what he said. They're lying to you. Now, there's also a timeline here that we have to talk about. The timeline of events so that you understand this garage gate. You understand this big lie. You understand why they are telling this lie is because they know they're in deep trouble with this whole entire timeline. Okay? You go back to Mar-a-Lago and you look at when that was going down. That happened August 8th. Mar-a-Lago was raided. You fast forward to September the 18th. Biden slammed Trump for being... Uh, you know, you, you're being careless and reckless and putting uh, sources, as he described it, at risk, saying this is, you know, this is the worst thing ever. November the, the 2nd, this is before the election, Biden classified documents were found. Amazing how that kept quiet, right? While everybody in the government knows no one leaked that before Election Day. November the 14th, Garland appointed a U.S. attorney to look into the Biden documents. Again, no leaks. November the 18th, Garland appoints special counsel in the Trump document case. So Garland knew on the 14th that there was a problem, right? And, and maybe before that, because the documents we're supposed to believe were found on November the 2nd before the election. And on the 14th, he then says, all right, U.S. attorney, look into these documents. Four days later, Garland appoints special counsel in the Trump document case. You fast forward from November the 18th to January the 12th, and bam, a special counsel is appointed in the Biden case. That timeline tells you that there was a cover-up or at least a delay to make sure that this did not affect the midterm elections. That is a problem. And the president's like, well, my garage is secure. That's not an excuse, by the way, for having these classified documents, okay? Understand that. This is not 
an excuse that's going to hold up, right? The, uh, I mean, th- th- it's not going to, this is not going to work. NBC News also reporting now that the FBI has now interviewed multiple Biden aides, Joe Biden aides, about all of this. Listen. And Harry, very clearly, he might feel that he has to because of the political pressure. Carol Lee, what have you learned? Have you learned anything more about this? Well, Andrea, we're learning, my colleague Mike Memoli and I are reporting that as part of this Justice Department review of the classified documents uh, in President Biden's possession, they've interviewed multiple Biden staffers, those who worked for him in those closing days of his vice time as vice president, including Kathy Chung, who had served as exec- executive assistant to the president, who's described to us as somebody who would have had a key role in packing up those boxes in those final days of President Biden's term as vice president. Now, what we're told is that those who've been interviewed, they did so when they were asked to be interviewed by federal law enforcement, that they agreed to do so quickly, and that those who were involved in packing up the former vice president's, now president, vice presidential office, were not, they, they were just putting things in boxes, that there was no intent here, that they weren't looking and seeing what exactly was in these papers, that they weren't intentionally putting classified documents among, commingled with the president's political and personal documents. So we don't know, Andrea, if these interviews are concluded, if federal law enforcement officials are continuing to talk to people who worked for President Biden at that time. But we do know that a number of them have been interviewed, including someone who served as his executive assistant, who now serves in a position at the Pentagon. Andrea? So that's kind of an important thing. So the FBI has been interviewing multiple Biden aides. So let's go back to the timeline here. We can now say that this was clearly not done in a transparent manner. The White House said on this information for more than two months based on the timeline. What does the White House say? They have no answer. Why do they have no answer? Because now they can hide behind the special prosecutor, as crazy as that sounds, saying, well, this is an ongoing investigation. We're going to let him do his work. But we are doing this by the book, right? That's the distinguishing factor, they say, as well. Donald Trump didn't do it by the book in Mar-a-Lago. He was a former president, by the way, who can actually declassify information. Joe Biden, for years now, has had these classified documents. He does not have the ability to have these documents and doesn't have the ability to make them or declassify them. So what did the White House press secretary say when she's pressed about all this? She's like, well, we're doing it by the book. We're the good guys. Goes back to that comment I played for you from The View. What did The View host say? Well, we know that Donald Trump is a liar and a fraud, right? And a criminal. The audience claps, New York City. And she says, and we know we can trust Joe Biden. So therefore, Joe Biden didn't mean he will with these documents. We know we can give them the benefit of the doubt. That's the logic of the media. The review was underway when you guys gave a detailed statement about the first set of documents. The review was underway when the president spoke about the first set of documents. You're now saying that you didn't talk about the second set of documents discovered almost a month prior because a review was underway. I, like, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. No, the review I think was underway the entire time. The only difference was that reporters had information on the first set of documents and therefore you chose to exclude the second set of documents until reporters got information on the second set of documents. Well, let me unconfuse you uh, for a second, Phil. Look, we are trying to do this by the book. And I said yesterday this was under uh, review by the Department of Justice. And the process is as such. 
uh, when the pre when the president's lawyers realized that the do the documents existed, that they were there, they reached out to the archives. They reached out to the Department of Justice. Rightfully so, may I add, that is what you're supposed to do as lawyers. That's what they did, and they have fully been cooperating uh, with um, uh, with the Department of Justice. We did it the right way, right? We're the moral ones. We're the ones that understand how to do things like this the right way, right? We're the ones that know what is really going on. We're perfect. We are the perfect stewards. We're the perfect individuals. We're doing it by the book. Everybody else doesn't do it by the book, right? But we we are the ones that do it by the book. Well, hold on. Didn't you sit on this information for two months? Last thing is initial statement of the last came on Monday. The president addressed us on Tuesday in Mexico City. All the conversation was about the documents in the office. However, according to the Attorney General, documents were found on December 20th in his garage in Wilmington. Why was that not immediately addressed? Is the White House being transparent about that if that was already known and not discussed up front? So just to... You said transparent. I want to say that we have been transparent here. Uh, that is why the minute that his lawyers found those documents, uh, they reported it. They reached out to the archives and the Department of Justice, and they did that voluntarily. Uh, and they were not compelled to do it. They did it voluntarily. By the way, this idea they were they were compelled to do it. They did it voluntarily. They weren't compelled to do it. They did it voluntarily, right? So I guess the, you basically you're saying you want an honorable mention because you guys didn't try to shred classified documents and destroy them? Is that what you're telling me? So, so you broke the law for years. You've got classified documents found next to your Corvette in a garage that is unattended on many a days. It was not secured by the Secret Service in the time between you being the vice president and then running for president. And then you have these other documents at this University of Penn area that's not a secure location where people are in and out of there all day long, all the time, without you even knowing who they may be, who may be in that building. And you're like, oh, it was fine. They were secure. It was not a secure location. Okay? It was not a secure location. Don't tell me it was a secure location. It's not. Again, another lie. And what they're saying now is, well, you can trust us because we really do things by the book here, right? This is, this is just an oversight. This is an accident. This was a little oops, but we're the ones that self-reported. So therefore, we should not be in trouble. But Donald Trump should still go to jail, which brings me to the hostage video. When Merrick Garland had to announce this, it absolutely looked like a hostage video. He was speaking from a teleprompter and it was like a, a, a deer in headlights because he realized now he's in a really bad spot. He had no choice but to allow for a special prosecutor. I'm here today to announce the appointment of Robert Herr as a special counsel pursuant to Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. I'm joined today by John Lausch, the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, who conducted the initial investigation into the matter that I will describe today. On the evening of November 4, 2022, the National Archives Office of Inspector General contacted a prosecutor at the Department of Justice. 
It informed him that the White House had notified the archives that documents bearing classification markings were identified at the office of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement located in Washington, D.C. That office was not authorized for storage of classified documents. The prosecutor was also advised that those documents had been secured in an archives facility. On November 9th, the FBI commenced an assessment consistent with standard protocols to understand whether classified information had been mishandled in violation of federal law. On November 14th, pursuant to Section 600.2B of the Special Counsel Regulations, I assigned U.S. Attorney Lausch to conduct an initial investigation to inform my decision whether to appoint a special counsel. Mr. Lausch has served as the U.S. Attorney in Chicago since 2017. Before that, he spent more than a decade as an assistant U.S. Attorney in that same office. I selected him to conduct the initial investigation because I was confident his experience would ensure that it would be done professionally and expeditiously. On December 20th, President Biden's personal counsel informed Mr. Lausch that additional documents bearing classification markings were identified in the garage of the President's private residence in Wilmington, Delaware. President Biden's counsel informed Mr. Lausch that those documents were among other records from the period of the President's service as Vice President. The FBI went to the location and secured those documents. On January 5, 2023, Mr. Lausch briefed me on the results of his initial investigation and advised me that further investigation by a special counsel was warranted. Based on Mr. Lausch's initial investigation, I concluded that under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. The, the takeaway from this is that they knew this and they made sure that you didn't know about it until after the midterms because they knew that it would affect the elections. The timeline shows it. The White House knew it. They didn't say a damn word about it because they didn't want to affect the midterm elections. Then they didn't want the voters to have this information before Election Day. If this isn't the definition of a political cover up, I don't know what is. And a special counsel is going to have to ask this question about the documents that they did find, because apparently there was a lot of documents that the president had that were not, quote, classified and marking that dealt with Ukraine, Iran, and possibly, from what we've been told from leaks, China. Were those documents to help the Biden crime family? Do they connect dots from the Biden laptop that we now know about? Was the big guy keeping these documents on purpose for the family business? Those are all questions that are going to have to be answered. Those, by the way, are important questions that need to be answered. I promise you we're going to stay on top of this, okay? Um, Because this is literally, literally just the very beginning. And when you hear the media say that Donald Trump and Joe Biden, wow, these are two different scenarios here, and he did the right thing, and he turned them in, and he made the appropriate phone calls. Remember, he's had these documents for years and years and years and has moved them at least two to three times minimum just based on when the library opened and to have them in his garage classified documents next to his Corvette and say, well, the garage is locked. 
is your excuse. I'm not buying it. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I want to deal with this other issue, and that is another important one about what's going on at the border. Also, uh, the uh, Transportation Secretary, Mayor Pete, and his excuses. I was, I was supposed to sit down with U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn yesterday, but was delayed with flights because of the grounding of every aircraft in American 
uh, in America. The last time that happened was on 9-11. Joining me now is a good friend of the show, my guest, uh, U.S. Senator from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. Senator, sorry, yesterday we were supposed to chat and I got stuck in the ground stop uh, on a flight. And so uh, I appreciate you uh, uh, switching with us to today. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, do we? By the way, I love that our transportation secretary said, at least as of yesterday, uh, we still don't know what happened. Like, that's good, right? When your transportation secretary doesn't even know what happened. Does that concern you at all? Oh, it concerns me. And if he were the CEO of a major U.S. corporation, he would have been fired. When you have actions that are affecting so many different people, millions of dollars of productivity lost and you can't find an answer. And we have to remember, Pete Buttigieg has zero experience in transportation. He is not a transportation professional. He was the mayor of a small town in Indiana. He ran for president and he went to DOT and decided his priority was going to be to turn it into a woke institution. He was more concerned about renaming the NOTAM system than he was about making certain that the system worked. He had changed it from airman to air mission because that suited the diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda of the Department of Transportation that he has set forth. Yeah, it's a check-the-box administration he's running now, trying to become woke on every single issue, and then you have an entire ground stop. We've not had this, by the way, since the actual day of 9-11, uh, and then he's asked about it. He's like, oh, I really don't know what happened. It's like, well, then who's in charge? Because it's obviously not you. You know, Ben, think about this. You've got the Secretary of Transportation, and here we are 36 hours from when this thing started, and they still don't know if it was an equipment failure, if it was a cyber attack, if it was spyware or malware that somehow became embedded in the system. They don't know. And they thereby do not know if it is going to happen again. You know, they had an issue yesterday in some of the areas where the system started going down again and flights were delayed again yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Now, think about this. People can't get from point A to point B, and they can't get there with predictability, and companies are now having to give people a day to travel. Some companies are even saying, look, if this meeting is within six hours of where we are, we're going to rent you a car, and you are going to take a day, and you're going to drive. And that is what people are having to do because of the unpredictability. You look at the mess at Christmas. How many people lost their Christmas holidays and never made it home for Christmas because their flight got canceled? And I know people that were to fly out Christmas Day somewhere, and they said, oh, we can't get you there until Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Uh, look, I was I was in D.C., and I was, I was at an embassy for an event, and... I, I, that that embassy will rename anonymous, but the 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 ambassador looked at me. He was like, I, "I don't understand how you guys can do this in America. This would never happen in our country," is the way he described it. And I said, "Dude, I can't argue with you. Like, I, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I, I literally cannot argue with you in what you just said." And and he's and his point was, "Y'all are supposed to be the greatest country in the world and and the leader in so many different ways." 
And because you decided to check a box and go woke with a with a individual that was not qualified for a job, you've had disasters with transportation. You've had disasters with logistics at the ports. You've had disasters with shipping. I mean, give me one big victory that Mayor Pete has had. I don't think you can name one either. I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm being serious here. Well, he has not had a victory, but he's got crisis everywhere you look. And he does not focus on solving the logistics problems of the country, whether it is with rail or with air or with ground transportation. He's not focused on that. He is focused on DEI, and that is his primary goal. And we have seen it repeatedly. This is someone who has zero transportation experience. He has zero experience to do that job. You got another very interesting issue, and rarely do I say that you, Senator, and the president have something in common, but both of you guys got to go see the wide-open border. He says it's secure. He went to uh, El Paso, which is pretty much 800 miles from the corridor of where the worst problem is uh, at the southern border. He goes into a place that, that we've seen the pictures the night before he got there. Uh, we saw people arresting people, homeless people, people that were out on the streets living in tent cities in El Paso. They, 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 they basically hosed down the city before he got there, the 24 hours beforehand, so it didn't look as bad for the national press. Uh, hilariously enough, he actually went to a border wall where he felt safe and the, and, the, and the Secret Service felt that he would be safe to visit and then said, see ya, and took off. And you have Mayorkas, who many believe he should be impeached over this failure at the border, uh, who's saying the, the, the border is secure, the border is not open. You're down there with a delegation and you know that's just a lie. Well, he should have gone with me to Eagle Pass. And by the way, I did invite Vice President Harris to join us since my trip was an all-women's trip, three female senators, and we were focused on the humanitarian side of this as well as the national security and economic implications. But then, you're right, they gave him a sanitized view of, look, there's nothing to see here. And the ridiculousness of saying, hey, we've got an app. If you want to come here illegally, go to this app and wink, wink, nod, nod. You're going to be made legal. Can you even believe he's trying to offer a way to circumvent the rules of this country? The scary part is, yes. I mean, that's the scary part. We say there is an app. Immigration law in this country has not changed since 1996. Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, they were able to get the numbers down and maintain that border and work with Border Patrol. When you go on that border, Border Patrol will tell you it has exploded. And in the first three months of this fiscal year, in Eagle Pass, Texas, They apprehended 143 convicted criminals, people that have been convicted and served time for violent crimes. They've been deported from the country because it was rape, it was burglary, it was robbery, it was manslaughter. And now they apprehended them at the border. 
And those are the ones they apprehended out of the give-ups, as they call them. Now, you've got the known and unknown gotaways, and there's no telling how many convicted criminals that are coming to your community were in that list of gotaways, plus the gangs, plus the drug traffickers, plus the sex plus, plus there's people that were on the terrorist watch list that also had that they had caught yes, coming across. Yes, all 98 of them. Yeah, all and do we know any? Them. Do we know anything about those ninety-eight? Have you guys gotten a legitimate briefing on that, Senator? No, we have not gotten a briefing on that. We at Judiciary Committee have not gotten a briefing, and our last hearing in December that was to be with Mayorkas, um, some for some reason they decided to cancel that hearing. How about that? Wow. And we are looking forward to getting him back over there. I know that the House is going to uh, begin impeachment proceedings on him. And we will see, you know, what happens with that as they move forward. Last question for you. And I want to I want to pivot back to some breaking news. And that is apparently fifty four million dollars, Senator, in Chinese gifts were donated to the University of, of, of Penn, the home of the Biden Center anonymously. Um, the it, the a government watchdog group is now demanding the U.S. attorney uh, probe Hunter Biden and uh, that's probing Hunter Biden in Delaware investigate this tens of millions and and again anonymous donations from China to the University of Penn where this academic center is named for 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 President Joe Biden the the Ivy League uh, college raked in this money between 2014 and 2019 directly from donations from China, including $23.1 million in anonymous gifts starting in 2016, according to public records. How are we allowing this type of influence coming in from China, specifically from anonymous donors, uh, and, and how is it that they're at the same place where all this money's coming in, there just happens to be classified documents now that we know deal with Iran and also Ukraine, from what we understand? And why is it that DOJ and the FBI don't seem to be bothered by this at all? Like they weren't bothered by Hillary Clinton's 30,000 emails. There are two standards of justice over at the DOJ. There are two different sets of protocols. And if you're a Republican, they want to flog you in the press. If you're a Democrat, they're going to provide you every single justification they can to say, oh, there's really nothing to see here. It was not intentional. Oh, the vice president never saw those documents. He did not know they were there. We have no idea who put them there. Well, you know what, Ben? If they have no idea who put them there, then they have no idea who had access to them. They have no idea who was controlling them. They have no idea. If anybody scanned and copied or used those. And the fact that you have the Chinese Communist Party. And see, they like to tell you soft propaganda is a big part of their initiative to global control by the time we get to 2050. Now, they're big on this. This is why they're donating to the Penn Biden Academic Center at the University of Pennsylvania. They like that influence. They think that if they give you enough money, then you're not going to call them out and you're going to allow Confucius Institutes, Confucius Classrooms, Sister City Programs, all which are important 
to their process that they're moving forward with this soft propaganda and global domination. Senator, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And for everybody listening, please make sure you hit that subscribe or auto download button uh, so that you can get this podcast each and every day. Uh, When breaking news happens, just so you know, on this issue, we will keep you updated on it and do special podcasts uh, in between as well. Also, don't forget to write us a five-star review, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.